My name is Victoria. I come from Ghanaian parents and grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a painter turned entrepreneur on a mission to empower Black women to step into their genius and make an impact. I have a vision for creative women to feel confident and powerful and let go of all the limiting beliefs holding us back from going all out and showing up. I'm also the founder of the Kindred Creatives Collective, where I host dinners and retreats to hold space for Black women to prioritize self-care, build a tribe, and feel inspired. I want a world where Black women artists are celebrated, valued, and paid more. My goal for this podcast is to help women of color build sustainable and purpose-driven practices. Every week, I'll chat with a boss who's making bold moves in her industry as a creative entrepreneur. After hanging out with us, you'll feel empowered to build your own creative empire. Now let's start the show. Meet creative entrepreneur Tony Taylor, whose creativity spans jewelry making, scenic painting, and illustration. She has been commissioned as a cover illustrator for Marvel Comics and Heavy Metal Magazine, along with various book and album covers. She has also worked with heavy hitters like Disney and Universal Studios as a scenic painter. With no formal training, Tony considers herself life-taught. She has reinvented her career several times, starting over and finding a new path. Join us as we talk about why it's so important to stay authentic and how creatives can push past difficult moments. Hi, Tony. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this interview with me. I'm so excited to talk to you more and learn more about your journey. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And uh, I want to start out by saying thank you for this opportunity. I'm very grateful to sit and have a chat with you and share thoughts and experiences. Absolutely. And I know that we've talked a couple of times and every time I talk to you, I feel like I'm just starting to get to know you and we're just building a friendship. But every time I talk to you, I do feel this closeness. So I really appreciate that. I love when I have a connection to people I talk to, I interview. So thank you for being so brilliant in everything you do. (laughs) Well, you make it easy. You make it easy. So it's all Okay. So I know a little bit about your story, but I would love for you to share more about your journey um, as an artist. If you want to just start talking about your beginning when you started to create and make art and how that kind of transformed into your career today. Well, I think I was brought onto the planet with something in my blood already. I am a believer in past lives. I don't know if perhaps I've I've had other lifetimes of of being an artist. But when I was a child, that was that was just my thing. And I thought everybody could draw. You know, not that I was any kind of a master as a little kid, based on what other people would tell me, you know, I had sensibilities with my drawing that other kids didn't. And I had a situation where I was very ill for a period of time. And crayons and coloring books were my best friend. And drawing and, and solitude. And as long as, as long as I had 
something to draw with. I was a happy camper. I never felt like I was alone. And I was just lost in my own world. And it was something that I actually thought everybody could do. It was mm-hmm. like, what's the big deal? <laughs> Can't you do this too? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so o- over years, I, I kind of learned that I was, uh, I put my fingers up special, you know, a little, little bit different. And, and coming up through grade school, I was always the class artist doing the, the posters and, you know, the boards on the wall and, and events and things like that. You know, um, anytime there was an event, it's like, okay, well, let's get Tony to do the poster for it. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, so it, it started early, started very early. And how did your family support you in your journey as an artist? Did they see well, the talent the early? Uh, they, they did in the beginning. Well, they, they did throughout because they, they saw just how stubborn I was. But of course, when, when I came into adulthood, they wanted me to get a real job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know that story. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. a lot of creatives do. And sometimes we're able to find opportunities where we can do that and still make money and then sometimes not you know for me it was a roller coaster ride but I was determined like this is who I am this is what I do so I, I need to be in a creative field Yes. And can you talk more about that roller coaster? Because I am really advocate for artists to build sustainable careers and lives so that they can, you know, make art and be creative, but also make money and have a life where they're not suffering and struggling and hustling all the time. And you've had quite an arc in your career for a long period of time. I'm just curious how you were able to kind of get past the hurdles and continue on. Wow. And I've had a few hurdles for sure. Uh, it's been a kind of a, a circuitous journey, but art was always at the center of it. I can say that I've, except for maybe in my early 20s when I was a model for artists at the School of Visual Arts, uh, any job that I had, it was art related. So in, in that respect, I've, I've been fortunate. And even that, if I can digress a moment, the modeling experience, which which happened, uh, I can't say by accident because I don't believe in accidents, but from a wrong phone number, mm. uh, someone calling me on the phone asking for for someone who <laughs> wasn't I there wanting to sell some concert tickets. They apologized when they realized they had the wrong number, and I said, "That's okay. I'm just drawing." And the guy said, oh, you're an artist? Yes. And that turned into an hour-long conversation. He was the chairman of the film department at the School of Visual Arts. Oh. Uh, And uh, at the time, I was unemployed. uh, And he suggested that I come come to the school, which was just across town from me when I lived in New York City, and talk to the model registrar, which I did. I ended up working as an artist model for about two, almost three years. And it, and it supported me. But while I was there, I had the wonderful opportunity to speak with the instructors, as well as students. I still have friends now that, you know, I mean, this is back, back in forever ago, decades, Mm -hmm. but I still have friends from that time. But through through that, through that experience, I was able to share the work that I was doing at home with some of the instructors to get their opinions on it, uh, a little guidance. 
And one of the instructors, uh, his name was Charles Lilly, he was an illustrator. And he was very successful, one of the, the few black successful illustrators at the time. He needed an assistant. So I ended up being his assistant. So I left modeling and, and started working for him full time. And I did that for two years. And during that two-year period, I learned about the business of art, mm-hmm. um, you know, how, how to deal with clients and, and whatnot, and how to begin a project um, that you're commissioned to do, and deadlines, and billing, and photography, reference, right. and, you know, all the different nuances that, that go into that. So I, I kind of felt like I was being paid to learn. And it just got to a point where I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to spread my own wings. So I left that job, you know, in in a good way, in an amicable way, and built up my portfolio to do sci-fi and fantasy, because that's that's kind of where I got my jollies. <laughs> you know, he was he was supportive and encouraging with that. And and I did. I I started uh, getting jobs for uh, book covers and album covers you know, posters and, and things like that, you know, and it, and it was up and down. It was not like boom, 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 one right after the other. Right. But it, it gave me enough encouragement to know that, that I had something and I could keep going with it. Mm, yes. And a couple of things you just said really kind of hit me. One of them was that you learn kind of the business side of things by working directly with an artist. And I feel like a lot of artists, including myself, don't really get the fundamentals of the business side until later on. And it hurts them as far as making sales. So I think that's like an incredible lesson you learn really early on by working with another artist, the business side of creating and meeting deadlines and making sales, which I think is really fundamental. I always think that being a creative entrepreneur is the new path for artists in order to make um, sustainable lives for themselves. So it's interesting to hear that that was part of your journey along the way. And then to see your work now where I would call it fantasy arts. Would you call it that? It's visionary, uh, Afrofuturism. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's, there's different terms that could be applied to it. And, and typically, I, I resist categories because mm-hmm. I don't like being put in a box. Yeah. Because um, there's sometimes I want to do something totally different. But I, I would say mm, probably the umbrella is fantasy. You know, okay. and fantasy, what is fantasy? But anything that the mind can imagine. Right. You know, granted, yes, I love my dragons. <laughs> I love <laughs> angels and mermaids and, and things like that. I love nature spirits and, and anything to do with, with uh, Gaia. But, you know, I can also do a straight up portrait. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do a portrait of you. It'll look just like you. And yes. you, could, you know, be in whatever setting you want. Yes. And I love your goddess series. I think they are beautiful and it really highlights the strength and power of women in a very like striking way. Those are like some of my favorite works that you do. All of your work is really, really beautiful. Thanks. Yes. So I'm curious along your path, have you ever doubted your talents? Yeah, of course. I I don't know if there's too many of us 
that uh, haven't, whether we want to admit it out loud or not. Right. <laughs> but um, I, I openly admit it. Sure, I've, I've doubted. I am guilty of having compared myself, which is something that I know we should not do. But I've compared myself with, with other artists that I've seen who are further along the path and and making a gazillion amount of dollars and, and whatnot. Yeah, I'm guilty um, of that too. And, <laughs> yeah, and you know, but I have to also recognize that we all have different journeys. We right. all have different journeys. And and I catch myself. I don't do that now, but you know, I, I have done that in the past. And my philosophy is that there's always gonna be, you know, in terms of skill or being further along the professional journey, that there's always gonna be somebody better and somebody maybe not so much. You know, it's like just being on different rungs of the ladder. And it's not fair. It's really, it's not fair to myself. It's not fair to anyone else to make that comparison. And, you know, so I, I've, I reeled myself in and said, I don't have to do that. What I have to do is compete with myself yes. and, and be the best me that I can be. Yes, exactly. I love that. And going along that line, when do you feel the most creative, the most powerful? Ooh, when I'm in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when yeah. I'm in the zone, working on an idea, be it for myself or or for a client, and I'm just totally digging what I'm doing. I'm loving it. Time time means nothing, and I I would say for the most part I am a night owl more than a morning person. Mm-hmm. But I've done so many all nighters just because I'm where I want to be. You know, I'm I'm in front of my easel and the work is flowing and the music is going, or sometimes I may just have a movie going on in the background or something for company. And, and I'm, I'm happy. I am happy. Yeah. Oh, that isn't that just the best feeling when you just feel at peace. Like, you know, you're in the right place at the right time. You just feel like you're in your zone. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. Is to me. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Don't let the phone ring. i know and it breaks you out of the moments yeah Uh, well i i have learned to turn the ringer off so i'm i'm not disturbed and i think most most people in my life know me at this point and say well we know you gotta back off and she's in her place and and then of course during during the day there's things i need to do and people I need to communicate with and whatnot. But when I am in that, what I call sacred space, mm-hmm. then no, I don't want to hear anything. I don't even want to hear my cat meowing. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't have enough of those moments. I need to build that in my life more just to be creative and be in my zone. I feel like I'm doing too much right now. So I really admire you just like being in it and having that moment for yourself. I think it's really self-care to just like take that for yourself because you know it, it, it makes you whole. It makes you feel good. Yeah, well, it's, it's important to do you. Exactly. You know, I know we have to show up a lot for other people and and for responsibilities that we yeah. have. Um, that's that's just a part of life. But if you don't carve out that time for you, whatever that may be, you know, what whatever is going to occupy that time, I, I think it hurts you in the long run. Mm. You know, you have to be authentic with yourself and, and what you need to do at a given time. 
Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So talking about your journey as an artist and building this career for yourself as a creative entrepreneur, I'm curious what motivates you? What keeps you going? Passion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I definitely have passion for what I do. You know, like I said, I, I started out feeling very creative and always wanting to color, draw, design, or whatever. And here I am in my early 60s, and it's, and it's still going on. That's what's driven me for the most part. And I know I've shared with you personally what I've gone through in terms of my health, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I've, been, I've been challenged <laughs> in that department in a big way. One of the jobs that I had along the way was being a scenic artist. Mm-hmm. at um, Disney and Universal Studios when I lived in Florida. And it was very interesting work. I enjoyed it for the most part, but it, I was also in um, very toxic environments. And I was like the canary in the mine. So working in that industry for the better part of 11 years, mm. it, it woke up asthma. Mm-hmm. in my system and I had difficulty with my respiratory system to the point where I, I guess I, I hit overload and I had a really bad attack and I flatlined mm-hmm. and obviously came back. I'm talking to you now, not from your side. <laughs> Thank um, goodness. <laughs> I came back from that and it was at that point that I moved from Florida to Georgia because my sister wanted me to be closer to her and I knew I could no longer work in that industry. What I honestly, what I missed most about that industry was the paycheck. Yeah, it was a regular paycheck, and I was I was doing pretty well. I was being paid <laughs> my own, and and all, of course I didn't have much left in me. All my energy went into work because it was really labor, mm-hmm. heavy labor. Um, it was it wasn't I was just wasn't just sitting there holding a paintbrush. I'm climbing scaffolding and mm-hmm. and on construction sites. Um, you know, steel-toed boots and, and a hard hat, the whole nine. Wow. But again, I couldn't go back to that. And a part of me was was being lost, quite honestly, mm-hmm. uh, where I was not, I didn't have any more energy for my own art. Mm-hmm. That, you know, what became my job and certainly served its purpose, but it took away from my creativity. And, and I was feeling that even before I had, had that massive attack. And I knew after the fact, I said, well, I'm still here on the planet. I'm going to do what I do. I'm going to go back to doing my, my art and my fine art and try to rebuild from there. Mm. Um, and, it's, and it's been hard. It's been hard. And uh, sadly, it happened again. After I moved to Georgia, about a year after I moved, moved to Georgia, I had another episode because I was exposed to mold. And I flatlined a second time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was another do-over, you know. And, and I really didn't expect to come back from that. Um, but I did. And, you know, uh, apparently God, universe was saying, you're not done yet. Yes, he has <laughs> a plan for you. Over. you. Absolutely. You still have more to do on this planet. And I still have my brain cells, you know, working and my eyes mm-hmm. are working, my hands and, and all that. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to start over and, and, and just keep at it. 
it's almost like I didn't have a choice. Mm. You know, I, I couldn't give up. I think I mentioned to you before that I had something that, that someone shared with me. My aunt shared this, this um, poem with me about, I, I was in my 20s, actually, when she gave me this plaque with this poem. And it has served me in dark times. It has really served me. And if you don't mind, I would like to read it. Yes, and, and please do. Yes. Um, hopefully it will serve to be an encouragement for someone else. Yeah. It's called uh, Don't Quit. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, you want to smile, but you have to sigh. When care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns. And many a failure turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You might succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worse that you mustn't quit. Mm. That's, oh, that last line. When things seem hard, you must not quit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. such a beautiful poem. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's an inspiration to keep going, even when we want to stop. And what you yeah. said earlier about how you feel like you can't stop. This is your purpose. This is what you're meant to do. This is what you're here for. Um, I think that drives you and probably a lot of other artists to just keep going, even though they may not get any sales, people may not know anything about their art, they may not get any exhibition openings, they may not be recognized in an article, but their love for their passion, their love for their practice keeps them going. And I think you're a testament to yeah. that. Thank yeah, you. beautiful. And, and something that, that I've learned you know, with, with all the things you just said, you know, that may not flow the way you want it to, those, you know, little victories may seem few and far between, but it's bigger than that. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like my art is, is the vehicle that I'm driving through life. And mm. in, in doing that, I connect with people that I may not have ordinarily you know, and you have exchanges, you have experiences with them, you share wisdom, you share ups and downs or whatever. I mean, that that's also a big part of life. It's not just about the dollar, which is important. You know, we're in a yeah. commercial society. We, we need to pay our bills and whatnot, but I, we can't lose sight of those other things right. that are just as important. Right. The human connectivity, mm. relationships, and even if somebody can't buy it, when, when somebody looks at my work and, and they tell me, or even like, like you just said a little while ago, you know, how the goddesses may touch you. When somebody says something like that to me, that's golden. Yeah. That is really gold. It means so much, you know, to know that I've touched somebody 
with my work. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for putting your work into the world because it's really everyone should buy it and put it in their homes because it's that beautiful and it just it's uplifting. It's very powerful. So thank you for that. You are dropping so many words of wisdom. And every time I talk to you, I feel like I learned something new and I, and I gain a new perspective. So thank you so much. I feel like you have so much insights to share. And I really appreciate you being open about your experience and your difficulties because I think a lot of artists can learn and be inspired by you. So thank you so much. I thank you you know, for, for that opportunity and giving me this platform to share uh, with, with uh, my fellow creatives, you know, yes. together, really. Absolutely. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to share or talk about your work that you're doing now, any current projects that you're up to. How can people get in contact with you and see your work? Okay, well, well first, what I'm working on right now, what's on the easel, uh, is a commission from a, a shaman friend of mine, actually. He's a beautiful soul, and he walks with a bear spirit, a grizzly bear spirit, and his partner has a raven spirit. So he wanted me to create a painting that shows them as soulmates in their spirit form, in their animal spirit form. That's what I'm working on. And uh, when it's completed, I'll be happy to share an image of it on, on the Facebook group page um, so, you know, everybody can see. But, uh, yeah, I like to do animal, animal spirits and, and whatnot, soul spirits, really, of, of people. After that, I'm doing a portrait of a dog <laughs> that someone else has, has lost their, their pup and she would like to have him memorialized in, in oil. So I'll, I'll be happy mm. to do that for her. And I, of course, I had a lot of shows lined up and they're gone. I know. Um, for, this coronavirus. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least I know I'm not alone. You know, we're all kind of yeah. dealing with that and trying to find other ways of, of sharing our work. But um, you know, exhibitions and festivals and things like that. I mean, that, that's where a lot of artists get their bread and butter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a little difficult and, you know, trying to find other ways of still getting exposure and sales. So in, in terms of where else you might see my work, my website is uh, starchildartbytonytaylor.com. I know it's long, but <laughs> I, I am star child, I'm star child across the board. On uh, it's also star child by by Tony Taylor on Instagram, and I did open up a Twitter account, but I don't tweet very much. I'm not a good tweeter, <laughs> uh, but I'm there, I'm there too. And uh, let's see, what else can I say? Um, I I have an, an online interview coming up on the 29th on Facebook, uh, which I'll be posting there. Um, if anyone is interested in joining, joining in, um, it's with, uh, this gentleman named, um, Mark Lee and Mark Lee has been the host and Toastmaster of, uh, convention, sci-fi conventions all over the world. And he's chosen some, some artists that, that he knows myself being one to interview and, and show our work. 
and it will be recorded so it can be seen again at, at another time but i i can share that um also on on the the group the creatives page yes and all your information and contact information will be in the show notes so people can definitely find you there I will check you out on Facebook. I'm excited to uh, listen to your interview with the other artists. Sounds like a good time. So yes, everyone else, I hope you go and look up Toni Taylor. She is amazing. She is a true inspiration to building a sustainable artist career for over 30 years. So thank you so much. And I love talking to you as always. Talk again soon, okay? I look forward to it. Totally. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you next week, same day, same time. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And send me a comment if you really like this one. And remember to uplift and support another woman creative today. Always remember to embrace your creative genius.